On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a huge test for the Sixers tonight in their final game of the seven-game homestand. They welcome to Philadelphia the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll break it all down next. What needs to happen to remain undefeated on this homestand right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, man? Well, where it starts is it's the Friday. That's where it starts. It is a yeah. Friday. Looking forward to it. The holiday weekend. It's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, at least we're somewhere where it's not where where the blizzard isn't coming. You know, what that's I mean? true. We have rain. We don't have the we snow. So I, I can deal with the rain. Definitely. I actually like the rain. I, I'm a, I'm a I like the rain. Of course, being in the house, don't have to navigate through it all. I like the rain. The rain is calming, man. Yeah. Snow is too much. You know what? You got to deal with too much stuff. The rain, yeah, though, is sure. pretty chill. The rain <laughs> is pretty chill. All right. Welcome Locked On 76ers with uh, your two meteorologists, Keith Pompey, Ravon <laughs> Givens here on the Locked On 76ers podcast. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers uh, podcast your first listen every day. And remember, you can listen on all platforms, including right here at YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Keith, the 19 and 14 Los Angeles Clippers come into town with a two-game winning streak as they begin a East Coast trip. The Sixers, 18 and 12 after their victory on Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. Six in a row, man. They're going for seven in a row to finish off this homestand and remain undefeated. It's a tough task against this team. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George look like they're going to play. Marcus Morris also they have a big lineup, and for the Sixers, man, if I said to you before the start of this homestand, and I think we talked about it, we said at worst they have to go 5-2, and two. but if I said to you going into the final game against the Clippers that they would be 6-0, and oh, going for 7-0, and oh, what would you say? I mean, I would say you were drinking the Sixers Kool-Aid. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, nah, like looking at how they played against that Houston Rockets team, you couldn't imagine them doing this. You you couldn't. And also you couldn't imagine that the team, some of these teams were just as bad as they were or to be as depleted. You know, I mean, you're crazy. I mean, nothing against the Sixers, but I mean, you, you look at them and then, you know, there's, a, you know, the Lakers are playing well a couple games in. Then all of a sudden the late, the Lakers aren't playing well. Like, LeBron and AD missed games before they played the Sixers and then they come back against Sixers and they they just look out of zinc. And then, you know, they 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 beat the Hornets, but then there was a couple other teams like a prime example, Golden State. We thought that was going to be a clutch game. And then um the night before or two days before, Steph Curry goes down. But with that being said, the Sixers still played still played good. And they beat some of these teams like you supposed to beat them, and some of them. So, nah, I would have never imagined the Sixers being six and zero, about to go seven and zero, 
heading into this final game. Uh, yeah, man. And again, uh, I didn't either. And uh, I'm really surprised that where they are. Sometimes you need luck. As you've talked about before, sometimes luck is just needed throughout an entire 82-game schedule. And missing Steph Curry when he gets injured just a couple of nights before uh, before taking on the Indiana Pacers and, you know, coming to Philadelphia on that Friday. And uh, it, it just happens that way. And But in the end, they took care of business and they got it done. So while it is a bit of a surprise, and it is, uh, you look at them and you say, all right, they're 6-0. and They beat who they were beating in front of them. And yeah, that's what's most important. They took care of their business and they got it done. Uh, they protected their home floor. They are now 13-5. and They've won their last... 13 of 14 at home, Keith. And you know, that's pretty, that's pretty darn good. We we've known them to protect their home floor in the past. And a couple of years ago, when they weren't doing so, we were scratching our heads wondering what was wrong because they were going on the road and beating everybody. So now that they are protecting their home floor, they have these six in a row. And these things matter because of what could take place later on in March when we know they have those 17 games in that month of March, but only five are at home, 12 are on the road. That's not going to be an easy month as you're trying to continue to position yourself for the seating. So right now, taking advantage of what they've done, that's why it's important. Nah, yeah, that's all good, fine and dandy. But if they get their butt whipped tonight and if they lose against uh, uh, the Knicks and then they go lose to New Orleans, this this little six game thing don't matter to me. Yes, it does because they built no, up the wins. No matter. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matters matter. if it matters for the end when you talk nah, about the it playoffs. Doesn't matter to me. About, it doesn't they matter. They have to have the wins to to position nah, themselves. It doesn't. Let, can I, let me let me Here's the reason. Here's the reason why it doesn't matter. Because they're doing these. Because it's like the Sixers are supposed to be a championship caliber team, and we you know we debate on it. We championship caliber team. We both agree. I'm tired. I'm tired of them beating up on the little sisters of the poors and losing to the other teams. You know what I'm saying? And 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 in the past, I will say this: sometimes they would like win the games that you never expected them to, and then lose to the little sisters of the poor. But to me, like, there's they only played. Now again, you 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 play who's in front of you. Yeah, that's why you know I you play who's in front of you. Disagree with you, but but who was in front but all the last time i looked the last time they played two legitimate teams um like i'm talking about cleveland i'm talking about new orleans they got smacked right so the clippers come into town and if they get smacked by the clippers then you're gonna look and you're gonna say "Hmm, maybe they ain't quite ready yet you know what i mean because then the thing is I know we might say, okay, Maxie wasn't there, but how many teams have we seen come to town where the Sixers played against who, who was 100% too? So to me, it's like, yeah, it's nice, but I ain't going to give them their flowers for beating for beating the two worst teams in the league and, and beating the Lakers and, and, and beating the Golden State Warriors without uh, Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, you know, whoever else. So, like, again, you do what you got to do. But to me, if you lose these next three games or three of the next four games, it kind of takes away, in my opinion, it takes away from 
beating uh, little yeah, but sisters we, of the but pool. we're not even there yet to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah but I ain't going to give them their flowers. They haven't not, played those games. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to give them their flowers until after they play those games. Because uh, I don't know how good they are. I don't know how good they are. I'm, I'm I mean, not saying that they're really yeah. good. I'm saying what they've done yeah. is what they were supposed to do, which is uh, a good thing, considering that we've seen <clears> where point but you know that's kind of like lost those games against those types of opponents they just beat them yeah i don't know i guess i take i guess that's good but that another approach i take nothing this is the approach i take so both of us are parents so our kids do well do good in school right our kids don't act up in the classroom you know you give them a look you give them that like okay but you ain't having a party for them because they get, you know, stuff like that, because that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you were raised. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So when you have, when you have two, we say Joel is a future Hall of Famer. People say that. Mm-hmm. You got two future Hall of Famers, two perennial all-NBA type dudes. You supposed to spank the Detroit Pistons. You supposed to spank the, the, the Cavs. I mean, not the Cavs, the um, the Charlotte Hornets. So, you know, what I mean, it is what it is. But like to me, if they get smacked again tonight against the Clippers, and I don't think they'll get smacked, but if they get smacked against the Clippers, it just takes away all that to me. Just, well, uh, again, it would be something that we would look at and to be a a black mark, of course, as the only loss and how they lost, depending on how they do lose it. Uh, but until then, I reserve my judgment on saying that because. They did what they were supposed to do as far as protecting their home floor, picking up the wins that you're going to need to build up to get into the top seed so you can make sure you host the home court in the playoffs. You need these wins uh, no matter what in an 82-game schedule. So we'll see tonight because it's going to be a tough matchup. And on the other side, we'll talk about the fact that Leonard and George are playing, and this is going to be a big test for the Sixers tonight, the 19-14 and Clippers. Two-game winning streak. They just took care of the Charlotte Hornets like they were supposed to do. Before they came east to take on the Sixers, we'll tap into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And I want to tell you about, as we get closer to the holiday now, just two days away, uh, did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law and in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your co-workers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, Drive high, get a DUI. It's NHTSA holiday season impaired driving. And uh, again, that's paid for by this message, NHTSA. So stay safe, people out there. Stay safe. Don't drive high during this holiday season and putting yourself or anybody else in jeopardy. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube 
and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, two multi-time all-stars, two talented wings that the Clippers do have, Marcus Morris. Uh, you were talking before we even came on of how big of a team this is in terms of their their players, how big they are. Their two guard is six seven, and you have Reggie Jackson starting at the point guard spot, six four, six five, and then you have Norman Powell maybe starting potentially at six four. Uh, and depending on how they go with Leonard and George and Marcus Morris, they have a variety of different players to start along with Ivaka Zubac at the center position. What kind of challenges do the Clippers? Uh, pose to the Sixers tonight as you talked about this one being a big barometer game for you? I mean, it it, it posed a lot of challenges because I don't know who's going to – well, first of all, you're going to you're gonna say to yourself, uh, you got to pick your poison. Like, who is – who is P.J. Tucker going to guard, right? And outside of that, the other person is going to be a – it's going to kind of sort of be a mismatch. I mean, you got DeAnthony Melton. So I'm not going to say it's a mismatch, but, you know, it just seems like Kawhi or, or, or whomever, they're just going to be able to overpower certain people. They're kind of big. I think they might be a little bit too big for Melton, right? Now, the, the question is, it's like Harden, who I, I think that you'll put, what, Paul George on him? Or, or you may even put uh, Kawhi on him. So, so that's going to be one of those things. But 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 you know you look at it. Zubek is you know he's not in MB's uh, uh, um, class, but I also like Marcus Morris. I think the starting lineup that they're going to have, and this is the one that they had the last time these guys played, was where you had Reggie Jackson at the one, Paul George at the two, Kawhi at the three, Marcus Morris at the at the four, and Zubek at the five. Right. I mean, that's a nice athletic, a little veteran group for them. You know, um, you, you look at Reggie, you know, a, a OK point guard. You know, he's not as explosive as John Wall, you know, used to be and was. But at the same time, John Wall is injured and Reggie has been playing well. So to me, the big question is, who are you putting on Kawhi and who are you putting on Paul George? Yeah, you know that right there. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right there. That's the question. I mean, we we got to figure out, like, yeah, D, like we got to figure out who they're going to put on Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, and and that's the thing. So, you know, once once they do that, because if they don't put somebody, if they don't, if they get the wrong guy on them, I think the other dude is going to get his. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, PJ Tucker and Tobias Harris are my candidates to put them put on them. Uh, how how they defend them and you know what they decide to do and shading and help and, and all of that stuff. I'm not quite sure, but those would be my two candidates right away to start off with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I'm going PJ Tucker, maybe get a little physical uh with Kawhi Leonard, see if he can you know keep up with him a little bit more because of the wiggle and the all that that Paul George has. The creativity with the basketball where Tobias Harris can maybe stay with him a little bit more 
and have P.J. Tucker on Kawhi Leonard and, and deal with that and try to slow him down. So that's why I would go. DeAnthony Melton would take the next best wing if that's Norman Powell. And then I would also have uh, James Harden on Reggie Jackson. He can get off, and we've seen him get off, especially uh, that late, mm, what was that, the uh, 2021 season where they went to the playoffs in the Western Conference semis, and he was playing really well, and that's what got him a new contract to stay with the Clippers. He he was playing really, really good good ball, and I, I think that's where it would go. And, of course, Embiid would try to neutralize a, a, a Zubac at that point, so – that's where I would go. And they pose a big challenge. They're very talented. They go deep. Guys coming off the bench and Morris and uh, Terrence Mann also looking at uh, when Covington comes in. It also gives you another 6'8 player with some length. So it's, it's going to be a tough one. Doc Rivers is going to have to really coach against his former guy, Ty Lil, uh tonight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're going to have to coach. You know, here's the thing, though. Like, we talked about those two guys. And I know, like, the other – they got some guys who are, who are like, role players. But, like, you said Luke Kennard, you know, really good player. Oh, yeah, player. I forgot about him, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he leading a, he's leading the NBA in three-point percentage right now. You know, number one. Uh, you know who number two is? But that, that's a different story. But number two is um, Isaiah Joe, right? But – but, Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he's number three. I'm, I'm up a little bit. But yeah, he's number three, which is still impressive. But 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 at the same time, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you you got Luke Kennard, and then the thing about it is, you know, Mark Marcus Morris isn't exactly like a guy you're saying, okay, I got to put a lockdown defender on him. But if you give him the open shot and he take advantage of stuff, he's good. That's why, you know what? Honestly, that's why I don't know if I will put Tobias on one of those guys. I think I might put um, Melton on one of them. And the reason being is because I don't know if Melton can handle um, Marcus Morris's size. I mean, he might strip him. He might do all this. But I think if Morris tries to post him up, you know what I mean? You might want a bigger guy on him or a wider guy on him. You know, I, I think that he could give one of the other guys at least try him out on him initially to see if he could give him some fits but you know so outside who, of that who was their starting five was norman powell not in the starting five nah not well not in the last games they it had was Marcus like, like, he came yeah norman powell came off the bench ain't that some, that bench is deep now yeah no but so, but nah the starting five number one was number one was the the one now again reggie it could jackson. change the next thing it was reggie right reggie jackson was at the one it was um, Paul George at the two, Kawhi at the three, Morris at the four, and then uh, Zubak at the five. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that would change things. And I would have to put DeAnthony Melton on one of those guys, probably Paul George, and, and go from there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, well, let's give our keys to the game. We broke down some of the assignments, uh, helping out the coaching staff there. But how about some keys to the game? We'll do that on the other side right here on Locked On 76ers. But before we go that, the keys of the game, I just want to make sure, if are they going to go 7-0 or nah? Sorry, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get back. Right now, let's talk about bet online. Uh, Bet Online is 
the bomb, if you ask me. Why? Because Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Keys to the game for tonight. Yeah, pretty simple, like we run them down. Um, for me, close out the homestand. Just get the W. Uh, but obviously, the things that they need to do, they're big. So try your best to close out on the three-point shots. Make sure that you limit the transition opportunities for the Clippers because they can run with all of those wings that they have. And uh, make sure that defensively that you really lock in that way. I don't know if they'll – there's no need to incorporate a zone even though they're big. I think they're good enough where they don't have to incorporate any zone defensively, uh, but make sure that they stay home on, on things and communicate to make sure that things don't really get out of hand. It's part of me where guys are just roaming free without any type of communication, finding open spots on the floor. Uh, offensively, uh, continue to execute past the basketball. We saw a lot of unselfishness with 29 assists on 41 made baskets in the game on Wednesday. That needs to, again, continue in this game and, and be a focal point uh, of them passing the basketball, leading to better shots. So I would say those those are definitely that, getting it back in transition and making sure that defense is sound and the communication is there to make sure that things, again, don't go haywire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, my, my thing is, like, for this for them is uh, it's, it's weird because – you know, we talk about playing at a certain pace and, and they, they, the Sixers want them to. But I, I look at this team and I just see how much deeper they are and how more athletic they are. Now, they are a little bit older. But when we talk about um, players, I mean, like we're talking about uh, Norman Powell coming off the bench, right? Nicholas Batum coming off the bench, right? <laughs> uh, Robert Covington coming off the bench. And the, and the one guy nobody was talking about was Terrence Mann coming off the bench, right? So when you, when you look at that, these are all quality players. And I don't know if the Sixers want to – I know you got to keep the pace up, but I don't know if you want to keep this – turn this into a track meet with these guys, you know? Um, I, I, I do feel like that you, Embiid has to take advantage of his matchup with Zubek. He has to. You know, he, he really does because, you know, when you look at it, you know, that's the one position where he can basically overpower the guy who's guarding him. You know, he doesn't have to use a lot of finesse, although he is, he can make some finesse moves. I think he can just overpower him. And, you know, a lot of the keys that you said are great ones, but that's the one that I'm like, one of the ones that that's really sticking out to me is MB. I feel like MB needs to oppose his will on Zubek. Now that doesn't mean going down a base a baseline and doing stuff. I mean, I remember when they played the Hornets, the way he played that guy. You know, he would drive the lane, he would just stop back, do this, getting fouls on him. 
he wasn't backing up in them. You know what I mean? He was just getting a lot of those slot drives, so that they, that, so to speak. And I feel like Embiid can do that. He can also hit some jumpers. But I feel like, to me, that's the one area that, you know, you basically want to dominate that center position. Well, it goes through the big fella. And let's see if he continues to go and he has a better offensive performance than he did points-wise on Wednesday in the win over Detroit. So should be should be a good one. It's a big test for them with the Clippers coming into town. Maybe take advantage of them coming into town, flying from the West Coast, even though they're already here, obviously getting in on Thursday. But again, flying across country, take advantage of that, uh, as we always talk about when East Coast teams do the same thing, flying out West, where it's a little bit of a disadvantage. First game of their road trip, see if the Sixers can give them a warm welcome here in Philadelphia and stay undefeated along this road trip. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen today. Now make Locked On 76ers today, Locked On Sports today, sorry, your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good people know where they are, where they can find us? Like you just said, wherever you can get your podcast, you can make sure you come and get the Locked On 76ers podcast. You can also listen to us on YouTube or watch us on YouTube. And what you do is when you go to the, our YouTube page, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber, right? But also make sure you follow my man D, Monday through Fridays, typically at 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 FM. And the Divine Giving Show. Six so to midnight sure, tonight. Six to midnight. Okay, it's going to be six to midnight. So make sure you do that, right? But typically, Mondays through Fridays, in the evenings, you're going to get my man on his own show. Also, follow him on on, on uh, Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my articles at the end inquire.com and by purchasing the philadelphia inquire and philly deli news well this is our final one before christmas uh this weekend keith so i just wanted to make sure that i wanted to wish you and the family you know happy holidays merry christmas to you and, and your family over there man be safe hope you have a great time in new york of course being with the sixers on, on the road as they get ready to take on the knicks on christmas day and uh Yes, I just wanted to make sure I said that to you and the family. All right, back at you, bro. Back at you. Back at you. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all the listeners and viewers. We really appreciate you listening. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Stay safe. Enjoy yourself. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Peace.